0: The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Murano.
1: Chicken Man in Philly last night, and they blew up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble bussing in from out of state, and the D.A. can't get no relief gonna be a rumble on the promenade And the gambling commissioner's is hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact But maybe everything that dies, someday he comes back Put your makeup on, fish your hair up pretty And meet me tonight in Atlantic City That's right. It's time for our weekly look at the most interesting 48 blocks in America. And boy, oh boy, usually there's one big story out of Atlantic City, and uh, that is something worth talking about in any given week. This week, there are five or six huge stories Which uh, some are just amazing to watch and listen to. Others have profound implications for all the state of New Jersey, all the region, and maybe even the whole country. It all begins with Denny Levinson, believe it or not. You remember Denny Levinson? He was on our program last week. And I asked him, I think it was maybe the first question I asked him. I asked him a very simple question. Denny Levinson, if you don't know, he is the county executive in Atlantic County, New Jersey. I asked a very simple question. What does the county executive do and what's the relationship between the county government and the municipal government? This is what Denny said at the time.
0: Our founding fathers in their brilliance made, felt, especially Jefferson, Jefferson felt that the government that is closest to the people is the best. So what they gave us was a government made up of four parts. A federal government, state government, county government, and, uh, of course, municipal government. They did not promise us efficiency. And this is where we are now. You have your state highways. You have your county high, uh, roads. You have your municipal, municipal roads. And, you know, the thing that used to frustrate people, and they say, gee whiz, I saw a snowplow going down my street with the, uh, with the plow up. Well, that's because it was a county uh, truck, and mm. uh, that was a municipal street, or it was a state street with the, uh, a, a, a county gone by it. And that's how it works. Unfortunately, we all do basically the same things, but mm. it's redundant. And in this state, New Jersey, which is probably the worst in the country because we <laughs> hold on to this archaic idea of home rule. That is every it? single municipality is responsible for itself, and uh, you can't—and that's why we have uh, 565 uh, school districts. And unfortunately, that's just the way things are.
1: So, to that point, George Tibbet is uh, the—he's he's been on this show before. He is a, a city councilman at large in Atlantic City. He happens to be white because— Everything in Atlantic City is always a racial issue, right? Uh, The mayor, Marty Small, just so you know, for the purposes of this discussion, he happens to be black. Denny Levinson, the county executive you just heard there, he happens to be white. Okay. Well, a few days ago, Tibbet um, basically called for the gentleman you just heard, Atlantic County Executive Denny Levinson, to take over direct oversight of Atlantic City. Now, he said, quote, working closely with Governor Murphy, State Department Directors, and the Atlantic City Council. Tibbetts' Tibbet's public comments were pretty measured, and he highlighted the, the City Council's role would not be diminished. And he's concerned that the annual Atlantic City local and school purpose spending is more than a half a billion dollars for a year, Tibbet, uh, Tibbet said. And he was talking to my friend Harry Hurley. He said, Atlantic City is only 48 blocks. How can it cost more than half a billion dollars a year to run this city? It's unacceptable. Now, those are very reasonable questions. Well, wow. that ignited a firestorm and has sparked a major explosion in Atlantic City. Uh Marty Small, the mayor of Atlantic City, who's been on this show as well, um has not accepted any of my recent invitations to be on the show. He's certainly welcome anytime. But he apparently he's very temperamental. He gets so upset with everyone seems to really enjoy fighting with everybody. He um, held a press conference on Tuesday and he called uh, the city councilman George Tibbet a racist during this hastily called press conference in direct response to Tibbet's on air interview. Again, Marty Small is black and Tibbet is white. Uh, and so here's a little bit of Marty Small from this press conference on Tuesday.
0: Almost in tears, saying, I swear. This is the best administration that I've ever worked under under 16 years. I swear I've never had a mayor that I can go to and all of that. You know why? Because his family got five jobs. But it was fine then. But now, all of a sudden, I'm a problem. And the bottom line, the reason that we aren't aligned is because you read your ugly snake head again. You can't talk about me. The people love me. The people are going to tell me so the whole time we were working together, you would be
1: in the snake that you always were and you always will be. Oof. Oof. It, believe it or not, it got worse. Now, it's not just this thing that has gotten Marty Small angry with um, George Tibbett. Um, oh, and by the way, the, what he also said was, quote, resign or we're going to recall your ass. That's a quote from the mayor of Atlantic City. That's how he talks to people, publicly. Uh, and uh, New Jersey, of course, does have recall. Tibbet, who's been on the council for about 16 years, supported a Republican for a county commissioner seat covering Atlantic City over incumbent Democrat Ernest Corsi last fall. Corsi won anyway, um, Is and he's Small's chief of staff. And uh, George Tibbet, when asked to respond to resigned or we're going to recall your ass this is what he said he said that's fine i'm perfectly content if they want to recall me i'll move on to the next chapter of my life whatever the citizens choose i will accept strikes me as a very mature response now keep in mind these guys were allies not 10 years ago not 20 years ago but two years ago small and Tibbet are both democrats and they ran together on a ticket in 2021 but a recent feud resulted in Tibbetts aligning with small's Critics And Tibbetts said that um, Small is just overreacting to to what, what he said on Harry Hurley's radio show. He said, it's a shame we shut the city down for a temper tantrum, all because I said I can't believe the city's budget and school budget is well over a half billion dollars for 48 blocks. Maybe it's time we get involved with the county with oversight since they do such a good job over there. Tibbetts said he believes representatives from the county know the city better than the state representatives do, and could be more effective in oversight of the city's hiring, firing, contracts, and finances. He said, I was complimenting Denny Levinson and how well the county's run. I truly believe Denny Levinson has the tools to help the city. Marty Small also accused Tibbet, who's white, of being racist and of working with, quote, four other disgruntled, irrelevant white men, whom he did not name to try to destroy his administration. By the way, think about that, that he mentioned specifically that these four guys are are white. Imagine if the situation was reversed. And imagine if George Tibbet was calling out Marty Small and saying he's working with four um, uh, disgruntled, irrelevant black men. How do you think that would play? But it's okay to invoke race? To critique your opponents when the person doing it is black. Not in my book is not. He referred to them as a fraudcaster, which is actually kind of clever because I think one of them's on the radio. A disgruntled, irrelevant businessman bar owner. A current drunken school board member. And a radio host from Philadelphia who cannot find a job in the Atlantic City market. So there you go. Those are the, the basket of deplor- deplorables according to Marty Small. Now what's so amazing about this is he said of George Tibbet, who just said simply um, that maybe the county should get more involved, he said resign or we're going to recall your ass, but he said nothing about council member Hossein M.D. Morshed, uh, who has been indicted on numerous federal criminal charges. Morshed is expected to resign this council seat, He's been released on bail from prison under very strict conditions, placed by federal legal controlling authorities. And yet, Marty Small was asked to comment on him, this guy who's actually charged with voter fraud and obtaining false unemployment benefits. He didn't say anything. George Tibbet questions him on a radio show. He said, calls him a racist and says resign and we're going to recall you. This other guy is charged with voter fraud and obtaining false unemployment benefits. He doesn't say anything about that guy. So that leads to story two. Councilman Morshed uh, is charged with creating a false voter registration during the 2019 campaign, alleging that he made false statements to the FBI and submitted thirty nine thousand two hundred eight dollars worth of fake unemployment benefit claims with the Department of Labor. He apparently convinced a prospective voter to sign a voter registration form that had already been filled out using an address in Atlantic City's fourth ward where this voter did not live. A vote-by-mail ballot was later returned by the voter who told law enforcement that they didn't receive the ballot, fill it out, or return it. The fact of the matter is voter fraud is rampant in Atlantic City. That is absolutely a fact. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact, Uh, and this is well-documented. Uh, mayor Small himself has been arrested uh, on voter fraud-related charges. He was acquitted in his defense, which is rare for Atlantic City mayors. Most of them end up getting convicted, but he was acquitted, and that was before he was mayor. So those are that's what's happening in the political realm. You have any comment uh, on that, you're welcome to. Now, on the tourism, the gaming, the hospitality realm, sort of the nicest, um, the, really the first – Vegas-style casino in Atlantic City was the Borgata. It was originally conceived by Steve Wynn. It's owned by MGM, and it's so popular. It's now 20 years old. I remember when it opened, but it's now 20 years old. And there it was so popular, they basically built a second hotel next to the Borgata that was also going to service the Borgata clients called the water club it's a great place to stay i love staying there i've had parties there uh there's a a great little spot to have drinks and have lunch it's called the sun room there's a great spa there it's a wonderful place the water club no casino in the water club the casino for the water club is the borgata and they uh they're the still by far the richest of the nine gaming properties in town they're embarking on their first major renovation in more than a decade This casino, which is now owned by MGM, they announced on Tuesday that they're going to invest $55 million to redesign and rebrand the water club into one of the city's premier luxury resort destination. Uh, The announcement comes in anticipation of the casino's 20th anniversary in July. MGM told Casino.org that the company is going to spend $55 million. I mean, that's first of all, the the rooms in the water club are already immaculate. But they're going to spend $55 million to upgrade the water club's 700 guest rooms. And the renovation will also result in new vista suites at the tower's corners, offering wraparound views of the Atlantic City skyline. Uh, They're going to call it something else. I believe it's going to be called the MGM Tower. So I think, that's, um, I think that's pretty neat. Uh, it's always fun. I hope I get to stay there. And I hope it's not super expensive, that it's not uh, relatable to people like me. Borgata has maintained its dominance of the Atlantic City gaming industry for last year. It generated in brick-and-mortar gaming revenue $724.4 million. That is 26% of what all the, all the entire nine casinos brought in. It's pretty extraordinary. Um, all right, let me squeeze in at least one more Atlantic City-related story here because there's a bunch of good ones. Um, the city council, the last one I'll mention. It, well, I'll, let me just say this. The water park at Showboat that we've been telling you about, we spoke with the developer of Showboat, the owner of that water bar, um, that water park, Bart Blatstein. It looks like it is on pace to open this May. And so uh, I may take Carmine this May or this June to his very first water park in Atlantic City which is pretty exciting and I've been watching the construction and uh that's pretty neat as well and uh the last thing I'll mention the new, the Atlantic City boardwalk has been named and this is no surprise because it's the biggest it was the first uh the best boardwalk in all of America there's a lot of great boardwalks out there. You got Coney Island, you got Long Beach, and you got uh, Asbury Park. You got uh, Point Pleasant, and um, you know even Wildwood. But the boardwalk in Atlantic City has been named number one as the best boardwalk in America. So congratulations to them. Questions, comments, thoughts, reaction, you're welcome to give me a call. Uh, any subject is fair game. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.
0: The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.